Forward Thinking with Raj Gandhi, Episode 6, The Corporate Treasurer. In the final episode of the Forward Thinking Board, business consultant, coach and mentor Raj Gandhi examines the role of the corporate treasurer. In a career spanning 25 years, Raj has held board and senior roles across the financial services, energy and retail sectors. His specialism is finance, treasury and risk. Raj Gandhi explores this crucial position on the board. It's an area that is incredibly complex in what the work entails. And sadly, not many understand fully the role of the treasurer. So a treasurer is, is the person that is, if you like, the money expert. And he sits between the outside world, the financial world, the banks and any other counterparties that the company needs to deal with in terms of money. And he also understands what the company does. So the boardrooms and the CFO do rely on the treasurer to communicate to the outside world precisely what the company needs in terms of money or in terms of managing certain types of financial risks. So the treasurer understands the business model and he takes it to the outside world and says, I know how you guys work and this is what the company needs. Let's structure a transaction that is beneficial for the company. So just to clarify then, the CFO is more inward looking towards the board. The treasurer is more outward looking towards the wider world. That's a very nice way of putting it. And I think there's a recognition that the treasurer is the expert when it comes to financial markets risks and bank relationships. And typically, the treasurer reports into the CFO. And the CFO then takes the wisdom into the boardroom. It really depends on the size of the company as well. And increasingly, companies are having a boardroom seat for the treasurer. We're talking about large multinationals, for example. It is important that the treasurer is engaged much more in the strategy. So in order for the company to survive and have plan for the future, the treasurer needs to know what that plan is. So I think it's, it's important that the treasurer fully understands what are the strategic imperatives so he can help position the company. So what exactly are treasurers doing to meet funding requirements, for example, to, to invest in surplus cash safety and to forecast cash, and to manage liquidity, all those areas? Well, indeed. And, and this follows on nicely from the question you just asked about strategy. The treasurers need to get very quickly to terms with what are the core borrowing requirements. What is it that the company will need on an ongoing basis? And add to that a buffer. So if a treasury is trying to organize borrowing, he may borrow maybe 20% more for a rainy day, if you like. And we seem to have a lot of those during crisis moments. Or if the treasurer is trying to diversify the risk of borrowing from just one bank or one counterpart, he may have a choice of lenders. And that's always a clever thing to do. Likewise, if you have cash surplus and you need to invest, be very clear what's expected of you. Who should you invest money with? What should be their credit rating? How many counterparties? What's the term? It's all about diversifying risk. When we talk about forecasting cash, have a receipts and payments cash flow forecast, which mirrors your bank information, bank balance information. 
have it for short term. It could be number of days, could be weeks, into medium term, into long term. Be very much on top of cash because that will help you to manage your liquidity. Can you pay suppliers on time? So these are all areas that are intimately linked. How are treasurers leveraging the opportunities presented by technology? Well, more than ever now, we're looking at treasury management systems, we're looking at analytics, we're looking at the ability to give real-time information which can be drilled down and which can explain what's happening to cash in the real world. Where is the cash? How much is it? Are we getting the most out of the bank relationships? There's so many mechanisms out there to help with that process, but it does require a very real-time handle on where the money is. And given the remoteness uh, or the virtual realities of working from home, the incidence of cyber security, cash is more at risk in terms of what the outsiders might do to hack into a payment system. If the treasury teams are working remotely, then we need to make sure that the security we provide them in terms of the software they're using, the treasury programs, all of that is out there in a secure environment. And these are challenges that we're all having to deal with, and more so for treasurers, because there is real hard cash involved. I mean, ongoing uncertainty and volatility in financial markets is going to weigh heavily on proposals being put to the board. So what proposals and what are the main challenges facing the Treasurer? Any proposals and recommendations that might come from Treasury need to have a much more focus and attention on the fundamentals. Corporate Treasuries tend to be run as a cost centre rather than a value-added centre or a profit centre. So a cost centre means it's the job of the treasurer to not take a market view on what's happening to the financial markets. He or her job is to really provide the financial support. So if a company requires money, they go and get that money from the best sources that might be out there. They are not really there to take an assessment of whether the price of money may move. That's secondary here. The cost center approach is very much about bringing in the treasury support in the first place. And once you're clear on that you're a cost center, then any proposals you put forward have to be within the boundaries of that definition. And any challenges that come that way in terms of any proposal may require slight tweaking of the cost center approach. So we think about risk appetite and we think about risk tolerances. And it might be that the boardroom says, okay, in order to receive slightly higher yield on surplus cash, let's relax the credit rating of our counterparties. There's so many ways, avenues to going forward, but it all starts from what is the treasury remit? Are you there to make money out of money, in which case you're a profit center, or typically corporates are in the cost center category where they really are there to just give a certain future, if you like. A treasurer is a very highly specialised and technical role. What qualities would you be looking for in a good treasurer in terms of career progression? A treasurer needs to have influencing skills and persuasion skills. They need to be articulate, they need to have good communication skills, and they need to understand the audience. They can't have a conversation 
where they are using a lot of jargon that will totally bamboozle the audience there. And the audience here I'm thinking of is the CFO or the boardroom. It's important that they should be able to demystify treasury and articulate in a manner that people can understand. We're in uncertain times and there are a lot of priorities facing boards. So what are the biggest challenges facing the treasurer in their role and, and how might they address them? Well, I've been keeping a close eye on this and uh, putting aside the challenges of finding the right counterparties to do the treasury business with in a safe manner. I think another area of concern for treasury is the leadership qualities. Many have come to the realization that they need to focus on the softer skills and the communication skills and the ability to demystify treasury. But really, um, on the softer side, they are seeking to shift a gear up. What would you hope people will take away from this whole series? Well, firstly, I think one has to look at the foundations of governance in an organization. And without proper corporate governance, a lot of these boardroom roles are going to struggle to deliver. I think it's always good to empower these senior people with the knowledge and trust in having a very clear path. And then let's make sure there are certain measures put in place to ensure whether we're on track or not. As soon as you've done that and there is clarity of understanding, then I think the boardroom can work cohesively as a team. The CEO can really embrace the role and work within that strategic remit. The CFO can become a lot more forward-thinking and the non-executive directors can take the business model and ask searching questions around it. And the corporate treasurer can be very focused on their remit and work with that basis in an era where priorities may be shifting or the strategic imperative may move. So it really calls for strategy to have a lot more focus on it than ever before. Raj Gandhi on the pivotal role of the corporate treasurer. You have been listening to the Forward Thinking Board. In this series, he has explored the high achieving board. If we look at the failures, high profile failures in recent times, then it really points to lack of proper leadership in the boardroom. So what does that mean? It really means that we need to have a distinction between accountability and responsibility. The Chief Executive Officer. What I'm finding is that the CEOs hold a very lonely position and those who find it quite easy to make tough decisions need to make sure that they carry the whole boardroom with them. And the Chief Financial Officer. First of all, you need to be forward thinking and you need to be ahead of the questions that might be asked of you in a boardroom. And I mean difficult questions. And it's your job to push back and challenge on the strategy. And non-executive directors. Non-executive directors are being held to account quite a lot for not asking the right questions. So my advice to a lot of non-exec directors is go out there and get some training on this area. Raj was talking to Andrew Vincent from Mole End Media. You can find out more on Forward Thinking in the Boardroom by visiting ggvlondon.com. Thank you.